Welcome to the Humans and Earth podcast. We bring you inspiration and practical resources for healing our planet and ourselves. It's time for soulful contributions that regenerate life on Earth. I'm Shara Arman, a thought leader and teacher who believes we're ready to renew Earth and heal ourselves in the process. You can find our work online at humansandearth.com and on Instagram at schoolhumansearth. I'd love for you to be on our newsletter list and receive our updates on Instagram. Please share our work at the School for Humans and Earth with anyone you think might be interested and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast so that we can include more and more people in the regeneration revolution that I believe is happening on planet Earth. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome back to Humans and Earth. This is Shara Arman. And I'm coming to you today with some thoughts and a tool for accessing Earth's stability in the very interesting times we live in, which continue to be fairly tumultuous. There is no doubt that we are living in a time of change and that a lot of people are experiencing anxiety and a sense of instability. So I have some thoughts today on how to negotiate this time in a very thoughtful way of connectedness to earth so that you feel supported and upheld. And at the end of today's episode, I'm also going to update you on why the podcast will be taking a break for a couple of months. I'll be producing a big event for you that will be available in February but I'll talk about that at the end of today's episode. So it's pretty clear that we're living in a pivotal time of change. And I can say as someone with training in history that I'm quite confident that the historians of the future are going to look back on the time we are living in and find it very fascinating and identify it as another renaissance of sorts and a time of tremendous shift and creativity. So we are still trying to find our way out of this global pandemic. For many of us around the world, the holiday season is beginning. We've just been through another series of big global climate talks, and there continues to be a lot of upheaval really all over the world as values and beliefs collide and people are trying to identify what is the best way to be human on this planet and what do you do when others around you see things differently. There are a lot of very encouraging and favorable things going on and I want to mention those but as I do so I want to also mark that even beneficial change can create feelings of instability. So the renewable energy revolution continues to promise to be very beneficial for people and planet. And there's just so much going on in developing 
better and better wind and better solar and wave capture technology and using desert spaces for solar arrays, even using farmland beneficially to mix solar and crops. I could go on and on. There are also developments, of course, in hydrogen energy, and supposedly we are getting even closer to nuclear fusion technology, which could create a lot of energy in a, a much, much less harmful, possibly even a harmless way as compared to nuclear fission. There's also so much innovation going on in various sustainable technologies, from materials design to how there's probably going to be a big transition happening in things like takeout containers so that we stop using plastic extraneously. There's quite a lot going on in the packaging realm in terms of sustainable and reusable packaging. So, you know, those are just a few examples. There really is so much change going on in terms of beneficial sustainability shifts. We also continue to experience global shifts in social justice, in equity, and that is absolutely marvelous and continues to need our attention, but it may add to the feelings of instability that a lot of us are experiencing. There is just no doubt that we are living in a very fast-paced world. So obviously there is quite a lot going on on Earth's surface in terms of human circumstances. And I'm guessing that probably almost everyone, maybe everyone listening to this podcast episode, experiences some degree of feeling unstable, concerned or fearful about the future, experiencing some anxiety. We live in an age of anxiety. And one reason for that is that we are so out of alignment with Earth's realities and our true destiny as human beings of partnership with Earth. Another reason that it's an age of anxiety is the overwhelming amount of information coming to us at all times. And again, this these ways in which I think we are out of alignment with our purpose as humans and our connection to the planet do create a feedback loop of a kind of inner sense of lack of well-being for humanity. So it really is valuable right now to remember that we are here on this planet with the planet herself as our life partner. She does need us to shift right now. There's absolutely no doubt about that. We are in a crisis time when we must creatively and lovingly for the sake of the planet and our own well-being, and obviously for the sake of all life on this planet, we must shift the way that humanity lives so that we become a beneficial presence, a nurturing presence, a presence that contributes to the flourishing of all species and the regeneration of the planet as a whole. While we go through this process, we might view it as a spiritual correction, which it certainly is. It is definitely a spiritual maturation. And it is also in some ways a correction to or the next maturation phase of our scientific 
revolution. If you're interested in this conversation about how this is a maturation process for humanity, then you'll want to go back and listen to my interview from a few months ago with Bill Plotkin because this is the focus of his work. So as we are in this shift process, this regenerative healing process, which Earth is requiring of us, also she is very present to us through this as a source of stability and comfort and wisdom. And also as a source of teachings about what works on this planet. You know, it's very interesting that in the Middle Ages, which was the time period I originally studied as a scholar, there was a concept of the created world, the physical world, Earth, as being the book of nature. And so medieval people had the idea that there were two ways to learn about God. One way was to study scripture. The other way was to study God's creation, to study the book of nature. And the third way is the mystical path of direct individual contact with the divine, which happily is continuing to develop in beautiful ways. And um, maybe we'll talk about that someday here on the podcast, since it's a big interest of mine. But I think it's really interesting that medieval people had it right in, in a large degree that earth, the natural world, are a book of sacred teachings. And we have, since the Middle Ages, learned how to study them scientifically. Unfortunately, we have tended to push aside the practices of intuitive and spiritual and mystical direct contact study of Earth's teachings. But now we are blessed to live in a time when all of these pathways are open. So I think we, we really want to remember and we want to remind other people that as we go through the creative shifts that are happening on this planet, and I certainly think there is evidence that we are in a time of tremendous social shift, political shift, economic shift, sustainability shifts that affect all of those areas. And we could add to other shift areas, shifts in values, in life practices, etc. The way in which this planet operates regeneratively, collaboratively, in the grand scheme of things, for the most part, harmlessly, is a crucial and sacred set of teachings for us to be paying attention to. And note that all of us can learn to do that. So in your home life, you can make small or medium or large shifts to be living more sustainably and regeneratively in the ways that the planet models. You can similarly look for ways to do that in your work life. And I'm happy to mentor you, consult with you if you're working on discerning what kinds of sustainability and regeneration shifts are needed or meaningful or fulfilling in your life. Similarly, as I said earlier, in addition to consulting the book of nature, in addition to learning more and more how to learn from what Earth models and shows us about what works on this planet, we can turn to Earth hour by hour or daily or weekly as a source of stability and comfort. 
We're in a time when there is a lot of increasing awareness about the role of trauma in the human experience. And more and more people are coming to discover that they have suffered trauma. And of course, everyone suffers trauma. The small t kind of children being mean to you on the playground or an argument with your parents when you're young that, that really cuts deep. And unfortunately, far too many people also experience the bigger types of trauma, physical abuse, emotional abuse, catastrophe, etc. And there has been so much work done in the last few decades to try to help those who have experienced trauma. And again, that's all of us to some extent. There's been so much work done to try to help people who have experienced trauma and need a neurological system reset find ways to calm their neurological systems, to release the trauma patterning in their minds and bodies. And that's something I would love to do some podcast episodes on because it's a very strong interest of mine. I'll mention that Rachel Fotenhauer, who's been on this podcast once, I believe in episode two, and I need to bring her back in. Rachel is a psychotherapist who has done a lot of trauma work, as in fact specialized in trauma work over the decades of her career, and now addresses trauma through earth connection. So looking at Rachel's work is one of many, many good steps that you can take if you are yourself trying to heal trauma. But the main point that I want to make here is that pretty much everyone has some experiences of anxiety, of that spinning, unstable feeling. Maybe it's because of trauma. Maybe it's because we're living in a time of so much shift and tumult and instability. And there are just countless resources available from psychotherapy to flower essences to all kinds of trauma modalities, um, body work, somatic approaches that are available to us. But one that I want to bring to your attention today is the possibility of turning to earth as a source of stability whenever you need it, whatever your current array of situations is or your past background of stress factors, whether you are looking to feel more stable or whether you're simply looking to feel more grounded and ground your current creative contributions, there are really beautiful ways to turn to our home planet, our life partner, as a source of very deep stability. I first learned some of these practices from my friend Carolyn McKinley, and then also from Jaylene Tracy, who's also featured in this podcast, and from Rachel Fotenhauer. And I've made my own exploration of these practices. So I'm going to introduce to you one in particular today. I'll note first, of course, you can connect with Earth for stability in a physical way. And that is magnificent. And we all should be doing that daily, ideally, really getting outside on the land, whether that's in an urban park or in a wild place, being outside physically with our home planet, our life support system, our life partner, and really connecting to that presence that is earth. So I strongly recommend that. And you know, there's reason to think with some developing research that if you can do this, 
with your bare skin, maybe your feet, maybe your hands on the earth or on a tree that you get even more benefit from this earth connection. But in the Northern Hemisphere, the weather has turned cold and some of us in our various circumstances cannot get out for immersion in nature every day, although that is of course ideal. So there's also a practice that you can use that is meditative or energetic when you are observing the world spinning around you, changing in conflict, and you need to return to a sense of stability and peace and centeredness and groundedness. This practice involves imagining yourself. And of course, we know from both neuroscience and spirituality that imagining yourself is far more than child's play. What we envision or imagine in our brains really has an impact on us biochemically and spiritually. So this practice is to imagine yourself in a place with earth that feels very nurturing to you. So this could be your backyard. It could be some place that you once experienced on vacation or on a hike, place that you have never visited on earth in a, a different climate, but that you would love to experience. Or it can be inside the earth. And that's personally where I really like to go. When life on the surface of the planet is feeling a little too intense and fast paced, I like to take myself energetically and meditatively and imaginatively inside the planet to a place that to me feels very, very safe and nurturing and stable. So what I envision is a very beautiful, bright, sandy cave that is close to some of Earth's crystals in her interior and close to some of the warmth and light that we think may exist at the center of the planet. You can develop your own place that feels very safe and nurturing to you, again, on the surface of Earth or inside Earth. All that is important is that you are somewhere that is part of planet Earth and it feels safe and welcoming to you. So I'll give you just a moment to imagine what that place might be for you. There's no wrong answer. It's just the place on the surface of planet Earth or inside planet Earth that feels gorgeous and welcoming and safe and nurturing. And so once you're there, you want to send down roots, send down energetic roots, place your hands on the soil or the sand or the forest floor, wherever you are, Connect, connect your energy to Earth's energy and open yourself up to the stability and strength, the dynamic sturdiness that Earth holds. And that's for you. As humans, we are living right now on the surface of the planet in some times of tumult, but Earth's stability, steadiness, sturdiness, strength, those are for you. We are here in partnership with her and in service to her, and she is in service to us. So really, whatever she has is accessible to us. Now, obviously, coming back to what I was talking about earlier, we need to learn to take and receive 
in a reciprocal and a respectful and a sustainable and regenerative way. Once you have spent as much time as you need feeling Earth's stability, her sturdiness, her solidity, feeling the amazing sense of nurturing that you can gain from being in her presence, you might want to spend two minutes there or two hours. Then you might wish to ask for guidance. You can ask Earth for guidance. You can ask your own higher self or your soul or any guides you work with for guidance. This is a beautiful time to request insight on your life on the surface of the planet and how you can be contributing both to your own well-being and thriving and to the thriving of the whole life community. So this is a simple practice. It's best achieved in quiet, although you could do it on a train or possibly while driving or wherever you are. The more you practice it, the easier it gets, such that you'll be able to reach a point where you can drop in to connection to your home planet, your life support system and life partner at a moment's notice. And remember who you are, that you are a spiritual being in embodied physical form in partnership with this astonishing, glorious planet living in a time of extremely exciting potential. There is the potential in this century that we turn things around on this planet onto a very regenerative, nourishing pathway for humanity and the planet and all life that exists on her. So I very much encourage you to be asking for guidance and insight about what your contribution is. Other ways that you can benefit from Earth's stability and nurturing are essential oils, which we're learning more and more really do have an impact on our brains. Uh, many of our plant-based essential oils contain components that literally are calming to our brains. Flower essences, which are a very gentle yet potent form of plant-based energy medicine. And of course, nutrition. All of the foods that we eat should be gifts from planet Earth. I'm very much an advocate that we need to be stepping further and further away from our processed food diets so that we return to eating foods that indeed are gifts from planet Earth and give our bodies the true nutrition that they need. So those are some physical ways that you can access Earth's stability. The podcast is going to go on break for two or three months because I am producing an online conference that will become available in later February. I'm really excited about it. I'm doing it in partnership with Loren Gailey, and I will update you and tell you how to gain free access in February. I'll be interviewing an array of spiritual teachers, plant communication and animal communication experts, people who are engaged in permaculture and soil regeneration and earth care and holistic regenerative living of various kinds. And the emphasis will be on what is next for humans on planet Earth. If 
the new earth circumstances that many are talking about are going to come into reality, what do we need to know and do to co-create new earth? So while the podcast is on pause, please feel free to reach out to me with any questions or needs that you have. And I'm happy to work with you one-on-one in a mentoring or coaching session. You can read about those at humansofearth.com. And I wish you a beautiful and nurturing holiday season, whatever holidays you celebrate. And I really encourage you, whether your own life is fairly easy right now or fairly challenging, turn to earth as a source of stability and strength and clarity and wisdom. It's not hard to do, and it can make a tremendous nurturing difference. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Humans and Earth. Please share this episode to broaden engagement in the regeneration our world needs. You'll find social media links in the show notes. To explore our other offerings, visit www.humansandearth.com.